To have a strong and robust and healthy self-identity, a person has to start at the right start place. We're talking about that today. Welcome, here we are in All Things Apostolic. We're on an exciting study right now about yourself and your identity. Yourself and your identity. And we've talked about the fact that there's probably nothing more central that affects everything about us than our own view of ourselves. And uh, is it realistic? Is it biblical? Is it healthy? Is it robust or... Do we struggle with all these things that people talk about like self-esteem and self-confidence and finding purpose in life and feeling like we fit somewhere? All of this is part of this discussion, so we're glad that you're with us today. We've been talking about this. Yesterday we talked about the, the, the very, I mean, this is a biblical worldview that I'm giving you when we talk about identity here, we're not talking about some wigged out something out here that's some new age theory about identity. We're talking about a biblical identity. And uh, many people never find what we're going to talk about starting today. They never, many people never find this in the Bible. They, they don't know where to look or they don't take the time or whatever the reason uh, may be. But the Bible is the, is the place to look, and that's where we're looking, uh, to get our identity, to find it, to have a healthy identity. And we mentioned yesterday, we talked about this, in fact, a little bit yesterday, that um, if you're, if you're going to go to the Bible for your identity, then, then you have to consider the fact that this is a really transformative journey that we're on here. And that it's a and it's it's disruptive. You can't go on doing things that are derogatory, or that are denigrating to your identity, or that add to your lack of a healthy identity, and you just keep pouring negatives on top of that. You can't keep doing that and continue to be a healthy person. And so you need to get rid of the load first. Now some people's identity problems are not heavy enough yet for them to get desperate enough to seek a a holistic, (laughs) a a whole man, a whole human resolution to the problem. Uh, And the only place you find such a thing, most most of the counseling you get about your identity, uh, most, in fact, most counseling um, the first thing that it drives for is what seems most logical, and that is simply survival. So, for example, if it's marriage counseling, it's can we save this marriage? The marriage may not have, uh, may not be strong. It may not be everything that it has the potential to be, but can we at least save this? Okay, so we're talking survival. Um so here's a person that's so depressed they've threatened to commit suicide. So the the first thing we're doing is we we want to talk them off the ledge. We want them to realize you've come to a particularly place where 
emotional trauma and other challenges have been squashed in here tight and you're under that pressure. So we try to get them through that and then we try to give them some way to find survival at the minimum. Uh, this is part of the problem. This is part of the problem with secular uh, counseling is that if the counselor is uh, licensed to do so, they will, in many cases, this is true, they will give people drugs to make them more capable of living with their condition. It doesn't solve the condition in any way, shape, or form, but it makes, uh, it, it, in, it enables them to at least live with themselves and live with the conditions about them that are so troubling and that seem so overwhelming and so negative. So we have many uh, people who are addicted to drugs that are prescription drugs. It's a major problem. It's a big problem. We've had here at Wilson University, we've had uh, whole sessions done by PhDs in pharmaceuticals that have uh, uh, Dr. Brad uh, Bart Atkins and um, and others who deal in this world and have started drug treatments and um, uh, Beth Baus and people who are professionals in this area and have dealt with this for years and uh, have the highest levels of education to deal with it. All they they will tell you that the use of pharmaceuticals in helping people in many cases is not helping them, except it's giving them enough relief from their problems and perceived problems uh, that they can survive. So here at All Things Apostolic, we're not talking about survival. We're talking about your identity on a level where you thrive. Your identity on a level that is so robust that no longer is your first conscious thought is what does this person think about me? It is, well, I care what people think about me, but I don't care enough to worry about it because I know who I am. So there's a, there's a major shift there in, in how we think. So how do we get that? Well, yesterday we talked about the fact that uh, you have to change families. The negative family of the first Adam is in a fallen condition and there are negatives everywhere. And the future is bleak. It really is bleak for people that don't get out of the family of the first Adam into the family of the last Adam, which is Christ, who the first Adam subjected himself to the forces that makes him subject to man's ultimate enemy, which is death. The last Adam subjected himself to death and conquered it and rose from the grave and transfers, just like the first Adam, his sin was transferred to us and death was transferred to us. Now in the last Adam, life is transferred to us. In fact, it's called in the Bible, more abundant life is transferred to us and, um, and freedom from the clutches of death, which means we live eternally. Therefore, we call it eternal life. God has given to us eternal life. This is a gift of God. This is a not a preaching session. This is a 
therapy session about identity issues that people have. The, the start of the resolution to identity problems is being born again. You're born over here into this family. Now you're born in, how are you born? You're born into the family of Jesus Christ. Uh, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And so how did, what does that mean? Well, on the day the church started, it reveals to us what it meant. When the Holy Ghost fell, people said, what is this? And the apostle Peter preached and told them what the Holy Spirit was. It's the spirit of Jesus. Acts chapter eight actually uses that phrase. Um, or, or 16, rather. It is, uh, it, it is a phrase that gives us the spirit of the resurrected Christ within us. And so that's why Peter said, repent, and this goes for you and me. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are we baptized in his name? Because it's the official documentation of our birth. It's like our birth certificate. And then he says, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's our actual birth. And so we have our gift, we have our, we, we're born, we have a birth certificate that validates what family we're born into, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we're baptized in his name. And, um, and then we start our journey in new life. And the Bible says it's revolutionary new in 2 Corinthians 5. We're just, we're a new creation. So, Anyway, for more on that, you can look, you can listen to yesterday. We talked about that in more detail, but that's the beginning. So what I'm, what I'm saying is there are things you can pick up from what we're going to teach now about yourself and your identity, things we're going to give to you. You can pick up uh, from those things, good things, but to get the full load of it, you need to start with the revolutionary transformation called birth being born again. That's the place to start. Don't think it's something you can't do. It's something you can do. You need to be associated with the body of Christ. You need to find an apostolic church that believes in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, just like they got it on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse number uh, 1 through 4. Uh, this, is, this is part and parcel of what this is the beginning of finding your identity. This is how I found my identity many years ago. And uh, it's just like I'm telling you right now, it never changes. And that ushers us into an area where we know who's our daddy. And we know who is our mama. Our daddy is the Lord who saved us and our mama is the church that nurtures us. And, and so between uh, between understanding that and a great... Now, there are people who have a, a robust identity, self-identity, that have not been born again, uh, and, but, but it's based upon a premise that is going to fail. It's based upon premises that are going to fail. Their parents told them they were good, maybe whatever it was that helped them to develop this sense of self as having worth. Knowing they have worth is valuable. And so people have put that in them or they picked it up somewhere. But knowing what that worth is, is a thousand, is a million times more valuable. And that worth is that you're a child of God. You're made in the image of God. You belong to God. You've got his spirit in you just the way the apostle preached it on the birthday of the church, not some compromised situation. 
you've got that in your life. So uh, let me just take enough time to say that if you've got that in your life, then that's that alone is enough to go rejoicing and skipping through your living room. <laughs> that's enough to get up every morning and say, God, thank you for salvation. Because the word salvation means deliverance. And the implication is it's whole deliverance, W-H-O-L-E. It's whole deliverance. It's deliverance of body. It's deliverance of the soul. It's deliverance of the emotions. It's deliverance of the spirit from spiritual death that came upon the whole you, uh, the whole race from Genesis 2.17 when God said in the day that you disobey, that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In that day ye shall surely die. So their spirit died. Although they continued to live physically, uh, their spirit died. The, the theological definition of death is separation. So their spirit is separated from God, which is spiritual death, because God is a source of life. So if you're walking in the family of Adam, then you're, you're walking in a family in which your spirit remains dead. It doesn't have eternal life, but it can have eternal life through being born again. So this is why, this is what is meant by born again. This is the, this is the basis of a robust identity that won't fail even in the most adverse hour of judgment. Even when we all come to the final judgment bar, your identity will remain strong because you can say, no, no, here, I'm baptized in the name of Jesus Christ who conquered death, hell, and the grave. I repented of my sins and I received his spirit, which that's not just the spirit for living on this earth, but that's the spirit for eternal life. And so I have that now. This is why this is so valuable. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be getting up every morning and shouting the victory and thanking God for it. You certainly shouldn't be getting up and moping around about how bad life is. If you've got new life in Jesus Christ, no matter what adversity you're facing is temporary and you got to realize that. And so you got to buck that stuff off. That's, that's negative. Oh man, it's so bad this morning or my back hurts today or whatever. No, no, we live in Thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with uh, Thanksgiving and into his gates with praise and God has, has blessed his people. So all of this goes along with the establishment of a healthy identity. Now, we're going to get into some deeper stuff, but there's no use getting into deeper stuff unless you're willing to start at the go line. You're, you're, you're ready to start wherever things start, where it says start. And, uh, and so that means being born again. If you don't know a church to go to, to be born again, if you don't know anybody, then, um, then get on your chat and, and contact us and we'll help you find some place where somebody can help you to experience. It's real. It's a transformative experience. It happened to me many years ago and I will tell you it's just as good and just as strong today as it was then. And it's real. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. It's real. Your identity crisis is great enough right now without letting people talk you out of stuff that's real. So we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We're going deeper.